Welcome to our teaching today, where Christ's Word is the center of our world. We are about to listen to the undiluted Word of God from the throne of grace. John chapter 11, if you find the Bible, let's, let's read it. Remain standing for the reading of the Word. Um, the next time will be on you. John chapter 11. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Touch your neighbor say, I'm glad to see you this evening. Have you recovered from Sunday? It's John chapter 11. We're in John 11 this evening. It's a long read. I'm going to uh, summarize it and run through my thoughts this evening. I'm sure God has a word in which to bless you. John 11, I begin reading from verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany and the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick and Jesus said and Jesus heard that he said the sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God that the son of God might be glorified thereby touch your neighbor and tell them the situation is for the glory of God <clears throat> find another neighbor so the situation is for the glory of God now find one more person say my situation <laughs> Is for the glory of God. <laughs> so we, we see in verse uh, verse 30 now. Now Jesus was not yet coming to the town. But was in the place where Martha met him. Martha is such a busybody. Jesus is not in town. You are meeting Jesus outside of town. Your brother just died. What are you doing there? And Jesus then. which And the Jews then. Which were with her in the house. Comforted her. And they saw Mary. That she rose up hastily and went out, followed her, saying she goeth unto the grave to weep there. So every time Mary stood up to cry, she goes to the grave to cry. But when Mary was come up where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother would not have died. Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping came with her. He groaned in the spirit and was troubled and said, Where have you laid him? They said unto him, Come and see. Jesus wept. And the Jews and, and said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have cost? And even this man should not have died. So they put a limitation on Jesus' ministry as the one who heals and the one who opens the eyes of the blind. Prior before this time, he hadn't raised any dead. Let me go ahead and prophesy to somebody, the limitation over your life is broken. Yeah. Ah, that thing has no enough, that number. I said the limitation over your life is broken. Yeah. Oh, one more time. I said the limitation over TSP is broken. Yeah. <laughs> Every limitation is a young people's gathering. You don't have great people there. You don't have old people there. Just limitations. I decree they are broken today in Jesus. 
just named Jesus said to them you know the story take away the stone and the Bible says Lazarus came jumping out of the grave touch your neighbor one more time and I want you to preach with so much power at your neighbor like you're the preacher this evening tell them for me I hear a noise in your cemetery one more time say I hear a noise in your cemetery everything that is dead is coming back to life today everything that you lost hey it's coming back to life this evening say i hear a noise in your cemetery father we thank you for this is your hour we ask that you send the kind of anointing that makes teaching and preaching easy throw your weight in this room give me nimbleness of mind as i thought give your people understanding whilst you give me utterance. do your bidding at the end of the service let every other name fade away let the name of jesus remain in jesus as much less than we have prayed you may be seated in the presence of god touch, touch your neighbor say i hear noise in your cemetery the book of john is an interesting book it's my favorite of the gospel which is actually the eyewitness account of jesus john is very certain about presenting a conceptualization of jesus the way we see jesus determines his expression in our lives i'll say that again the way you see jesus determines his expression in your life if you see him as a miracle worker you would have miracles in your life if you see him as the one who heals you will see healing in your life john's rendition of the gospel is different from matthew Matthew starts talking about God from a genealogical perspective, isn't a word like that. Calling Jesus the son of David and the son of Abraham, emphasizing the need of power and politics in the in the rendition and in your view of our Christ. Mark speaks about Jesus as the one who is the seventh savior, talks, talking about commerce and the economy. Luke, who is a doctor, talks about the humanity of Christ, even the more in his expression when he writes. Um, talking about formal and informal education, how that Christ is expressed in these um, ways. But but John, John's red, rendition of the gospel is very revelatory. Um, yes john starts by revealing jesus as the son of god when jesus is revealed to the believer um, jesus is unveiled in the life of the believer i'll say that again when jesus is revealed the believer is unveiled now jesus cannot be revealed if you do not have a relationship with the word of god uh, any child of god or a believer who doesn't spend time in the bible you are depriving yourself of the expression of jesus within you and so your the relationship with your bible is something that you want to check this generation is inexcusable uh, the reason is because growing up you we had no soft bibles if you had your bible to class everybody knew you were coming to the class with your bible who gave their life to christ i gave my life to christ 1990 who was saved 99 some of you were not even born 99 it's okay so if you had your bibles in 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 that time as a child of god in the class everybody knows that 
chair with your Bible. If you go to any lecture with your Bible, they know you're trying to be spiritual. But now you have the Bible on your iPhone, you have it on your tablet, you have it everywhere. And they are audio Bibles. So if you're tired of reading, you can listen. So this generation is inexcusable if we do not stay with the Word of God. Touch your neighbor and say, is the pastor talking about you? And tell the neighbor, I know it's not me. Is it you he's talking about? <laughs> so, if any child of God who has no relationship with the Bible, I don't care if you're a pastor, prophet, evangelist, deacon, or a devil in the church or in the house of God, if you have no revelation, no relationship with your Bible, it will eventually show in your life. So, the Bible is important that you have close to you and your phone. You want to read it. I just find it very fascinating reading my Bible in the bathroom. Just sit in the toilet and whilst you are giving, you are receiving. <laughs> just, I'm serious. Just releasing the earth out of you and receiving spirit inside of you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because when, when you are an addict of something, you will find a way to be with that thing. Yeah. When you are addicted, being a pastor and a counselor, I've dealt with people who are stuck in drugs and abuse and every kind of crack. You, you can't stop them from getting their joint. And funny enough, they know each other, even in church. Yeah, just keep looking straight when you get home, nod your head. Yeah, because it means then that if a man who is word addict, when you come to church, you are able to connect with the other person because deep, call it unto them, I'm going to feel. Yeah, so if you can spend time with your Bible, if you're in the choir, you're not reading your Bible, the the life of your ministration is at stake because this thing is not a drop, it's one chance. It is you and God, and you have to work out your salvation. Uh, yeah, and whilst it is God who works in you, both to will and to do, you have the responsibility to pay attention to your Bible. It's a good time to ask your neighbor, Did you read your Bible today? <laughs> Don't answer. I don't answer, just keep a straight face. <laughs> and, and then, so uh, the young lady came to me and said, if, if the Bible is really that powerful, how is it that sometimes I keep the Bible under my pillow and I still get demonic oppression at night? I said to her, The Bible is the book, the Word of God is a person. Yes, 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 yes. I'll say it again. The Bible is a book, the Word of God is a person. So if you have the book without having a relationship with the Spirit, of the book. Mm, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Who are you? The Bible is a book. The word of God is a person. Revelations 19 verse 11 to 13 says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as the flame of fire, and on, on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but himself. Uh, 13 says, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. So Jesus is the Word of God. Touch your neighbor. Say, Jesus is, is the Word of God. So the, the the Bible is a book, but the Bible is the book that gives you revelation about the person of Jesus. Uh, how do I put this to you? What, about, yeah, what, what I'm saying is that the pot 
is not the soup, but the soup is in the pot. Yeah, so if you have no relationship with the pot, how are you going to see the soup? If you have no relationship with your Bible, how are you going to get the revelation? If you have no relationship with your tablet, how are you going to get the information? So the pot is not the soup, but the soup is in the pot. Um, John now speaking and gives us three dimensions of the word of God. John starts by saying in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. In the beginning was the logos. That's what it means. Yeah. In the beginning was the not the rema. Rema is situation specific and peculiar person peculiar but this is the logos the the thought of god the philosopher said um the the logos means the thoughts if a designed thought that is determined for expression um logos means the thought of god logos means the spirit of god if you're an artist you would understand this if i if i tell you now to draw uh, draw a car right here the first thing you have is the car would be in your mind that's that at that time that car is a thought and is a spirit now anything that is in the mind of god is as powerful as god in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god now the word moved from being the logos and the thought into the next dimension John shows us. He says, And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the Son, begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The King James got that wrong, saying, And the word was made flesh. No, the word became flesh. Anything that is made is passive. Anything that becomes is active. The word of God is active. The word of God became flesh. This is when God chose Mary's womb as his dressing room. <laughs> Evagrio said something and I quote, the son of God became the son of man so that the sons of men will become sons of God. Unquote. Divinity stepped into humanity to deliver humanity from humanity. This becomes the second expression of the word of God. It's called the incarnate word. It's the word that you can see, torch, and handle. This is what uh, the prophet calls Emmanuel. Emmanuel. This is Jesus in the manifestation here on earth. I dealt with that on Sunday. This is not Christ Jesus. This is Jesus Christ. And let me say this. Jesus Christ is not the small letter or the small form of God. You know, like you have iPhone 5 and you have iPhone 5X. Jesus is not the, the small volume of God. Jesus is the express image of the Father. He is the brightness of his glory. He is the firstborn of creation. He is the ubiquitous phenomena that has crossed the horizon of this world. He is the loftiest idea in literature. He is the highest personality in philosophy. He is the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He is the zenith of civilization. He is the power of the powerful and the wisdom of the wise. Uh, Isaiah got this right when Isaiah said, Unto us now a child is born. Watch this, watch this, watch this. And unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Watch, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Everlasting Father. So Jesus is the Everlasting Father. He goes ahead and says, 
the mighty God. So Jesus is not the small expression of the Father. He is the full-blown expression of his glory. Touch your neighbor and say, I understand it now. Yes, yes, yes. So, so you find out now that the incarnate word became um, flesh. The, the thought became the incarnate word, rather. Jesus now becomes this shikana glory in open manifestation. This is Jesus, the shikana glory of God in open manifestation. This sounds like a lecture. You're getting bored already, right? I'll come to you in a bit. So the, the, the third expression of the word of God is First John chapter 1 verse 1 to 2. Um, John is speaking now. He says, that which was from the beginning, which beginning? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Stay with me. He said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. Watch this. For the life was manifested, talking about the incarnate word, and we have seen it, and we bear witness, and we show unto you the internal life, which was with the Father, and was manifest unto us. Verse 3, that which we have seen, yes, and heard, declared we unto you. So the declaration was that which they did see and they heard, that ye also may have fellowship with us, and truly have fellowship is with the father and with the son and with his son jesus christ these things watch this watch this verse 4 write we unto you that your joy may be full so the first level of the word is the logos word the second level of the word is the incarnate word the third level of the word is the written word of god uh, yes so so the spirit of the word is the logos the incarnate word is jesus the written word is is the Bible. So anytime you read your Bible, you're going to have revelation of the incarnate word in your life. Now his declaration is written word, which is the Bible. His association is the incarnate word, which is Jesus in flesh. His revelation is the spirit word, which is God. Uh, Jesus makes it a little complicated in John chapter 6 now. He says to them, I am the bread of life. And anyone who does not eat my bread or drink my blood you have nothing in me he lost a lot of disciples that day jesus we are cannibals now right yeah so i'm gonna holler at you later and they left him you're telling us to eat your flesh and drink your blood but he says the spirit quickens but it is the it is the letter kill it but the spirit gives light he now says i am the bread of life so one day i i attempted cooking one of my favorite soup i'm trying to explain this i didn't say i did cook i attempted so I traveled them. So I called up my, my mom and my older sister. They gave me, said, where are you? I said, I'm somewhere. I'm feeling like eating this. These guys are just giving me rubbish. Somewhere outside of country, some Tanzania, some, from some crazy place. And she said to me, uh, write this on the piece of paper. And I did write everything. And she wrote the ingredient for the soup and the procedure for the soup and give. And I, and I did write down. And then she said something to me before she dropped the phone. She said, what you have in the piece of paper is the food but you have to work out the thing you have on the paper and apply it the word of God is not meant to be read alone it's meant to be lived yes that, that's where I'm going to so if, if we're talking about bread now the 
maker of the bread is God. The bread is Jesus. The recipe is your Bible. Touch your neighbor, rub your hand and say, I understand it now. Yeah, 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 I understand it now. Now, the beautiful thing about the recipe is that it's not, uh, it's not logos. The recipe becomes rema to the one who stays with the recipe. <laughs> I feel like preaching. I'm just trying to behave myself. The, 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 the recipe is different from the logos because the recipe now means that if it is bread, it's the same ingredient with cake. Yes, it's, it's, it's almost the same ingredient with with help me now with donut so so when you come to the bible and you feel sometimes in your life that you feel weak and sick you go to the recipe and find out the part of the recipe that says by his stripes i am healed every time your money is acting funny what you need to do is go to your recipe and say my god shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory the bible says he has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness every time fear tries to invade my mind you get to your recipe and say god has not given me the spirit of fear now that becomes rema to my situation every time i feel troubled in my spirit i go to my recipe and say i have peace with god i have peace from god and i have the peace of god that passes all understanding every time the voice of the enemy comes telling me i'm not going to live long or die on time i go to the recipe which is the word and it says with long life will i satisfy you and show you my salvation i shall not die but live to declare the words of the lord my life is hidden in christ and in god that becomes my recipe every time the devil tries to mess with my identity i go to the recipe and declare i am the righteousness of god in christ jesus touch your neighbor and find your recipe Uh, now in john chapter one he is the word in creation but humbles himself into the water of baptism in john chapter two jesus now is the first science student Uh, yes tony wanted to wine yeah he bad like that jesus in john chapter three is talking about being born of water and the spirit in john chapter four he is the well sitting on top of the well in john chapter five he's at the pool of bethesda in john chapter six he's talking i am the bread of life except you eat my flesh and drink my blood in john chapter 7 jesus cried out if any man is thirsty let him come in john chapter 8 8 he he liberates and empowers the woman caught in the act of adultery in john chapter 9 he opens the eyes of the blind in john chapter 10 he declares i am and my father are one in john chapter 11 this evening jesus is with three siblings if you like the three musketeers Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. For the Bible says concerning Lazarus that he was a friend of God. He, he, this was Jesus' guy. This is the place that Jesus would hang out after every long weekend. Yes, wouldn't it be nice to just have Jesus stop over your house every now and again and just say, I was passing through my time. I just started to sleep and spend the night with you. This is, this is the house that Jesus... And the peculiarity about Martha... Martha is a busy bee, yes. Martha 
Mother is, mother is up and about. I, I have a feeling, I may be wrong, um, but Dr. Phil, that the disciples loved Martha more than Mary. He goes, yes, 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 yes. Jesus shows up in the house. These guys have been in with Jesus. They are hungry, sick and tired of being sick and tired of preaching with Jesus. So Martha goes to the kitchen and brings some of the kind of thing that Enoch does. You know what I'm saying? And then fixes the meal. But there's Mary who's always at the feet of Jesus. Can I give you something? Anytime you find food and Jesus, stay with Jesus. He is the bread of life. Yes, yes, stay with Jesus. He is the bread of them. But Martha, Martha is important in the text because she had the Martha ministry, the cooler ministry. If you pastored in school, you know, the sisters who just say, My man of God, you're looking tired, and they, they just fix you the meal, and your anointing just starts flowing again. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's matter for you. She, she had that Mary had a past because the look expression of Mary says Mary was the sinner who wiped Jesus' head. Jesus' feet with her hair and anointed with an expensive perfume. So Mary is always sitting because anytime the bread of life is sitting, he's giving life. In him was light, and the light was the life of men. So Mary had the impactation, uh, Martha had the activity. Um, I appreciate Martha for her activity, but it's important to balance your activity with listening uh, from Jesus. Touch your neighbor and say, Listen to Jesus. Come on, say it was a listen to Jesus. Now, this is Jesus' joint. This is where he would cool off, chill off with the guys. But, 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 but every time he's chilling, Mary is listening, the mother is busy. So Jesus shows up and is having a conversation, but Mary is uh, listening, mother is in activity. He loved them very well. Mary gave his expensive perfume, but now uh, Lazarus is dead. John is an intentional writer. John says to us, this is the Mary who wiped your feet with her hair. I'm, I'm trying to be mischievous here. If, if, if my sister wipes your feet with her hair and then pour the most expensive anointing oil on your feet and I get sick, what I'm saying is you better bring those feet here. <laughs> I fix those feet at some point. Don't give me ex- just bring. But what do you do when Jesus doesn't show up when you start crying? If, if this happened now, that somebody's sick and then Doctor Phil refuses to show up for for three days. Doctor Phil, he's not. But look at Jesus. He he doesn't show up for for days. Jesus was on his way uh, to to the house. He, he he took some time. Told them Lazarus, my brother is sleeping. And then he went playing and said Lazarus is there. Jesus is entering the city now, and Jesus sees Martha at the beginning of the city. Martha runs to Jesus. If you were here, my brother would not have died. Because Martha's fate was in the past, not in the present. So she believed that if Jesus had shown up four days ago, this would not have happened. And at another time, she believed when Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you believe, he said, yes, I will see my brother on the resurrection morning. So the problem with Martha is that there is faith for the past. There is faith for the future. But Hebrew says now, faith is. Touch your neighbor, say you need faith for now. <laughs> say, say you need faith for now. 
Touch your neighbor again and say, you need faith for now. So mother has faith for the future. Uh, but Mary hears that Jesus is coming. She does something that caught my attention. She ran to Jesus and her first reaction was she worshipped at his feet. Your, your, your sense of worship is tested in the midst of affliction. Yes, I do. You have passed that test. Uh, rub your hands over your head and say, I understand it now. Yes. Your sense of worship and the depth and the connection you claim to have in worship is tested in the midst of affliction. Martha has n- not that kind of relationship with Jesus, but Mary knows. So he sees Jesus first, and the first thing Mary does is she worships. I'm complaining, but I am worshiping. I, I don't understand what God is doing, but I am worshiping. So Mary still said, if you were here, my brother would not have died. But her first reaction was, I, I worship you. I don't have a problem with you questioning God. to say, God, I don't, where are you? I can't find you. What's going on? It's confusing. But don't stop your worship. Touch your neighbor say, don't stop your worship. Come on, touch your neighbor. Say, don't stop your worship. Uh, one more time. Say, don't stop your worship. And, and so she, she's weeping to Jesus, uh, but she's worshiping. And Jesus says, show me where you laid him. Jesus now is moved to tears. We see it in, in verse 35 when the Bible says, Jesus wept. Show me at what point you felt like uh, this thing can work again. I just give up on marriage now. Uh, yes. Show me at the point uh, when you said, no, I can't have this baby anymore uh, show me to the, the point at what point did you decide that no this this job can't come anymore in my life because sometimes i think we bury the situation too quick before jesus shows up yes 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 we bury the situation just too quick before jesus shows up now jesus shows up and the first issue jesus has haven't cried with them is take the stone away I've been preaching since 94 and I've preached this text. I've cooked it, I've fried it, I've grilled it, I've boiled it. And every time I talk about the stone, I said, this is the stone of unbelief. This is the stone of fear. And then the Lord said to me, this, you, you were in the book of John. It is John who said the law was written by Moses. So when Jesus said, take the stone away, was saying, take, take the law. Take, take the law out of the way. Take that thing that represents Moses. So Christ saw something that was a shadow of Moses is here. The resurrection power is not activated when the law is on top of the situation. The revelation power of God is not activated when religion sits on the situation. The reason why the church in this country is not as powerful as it should be is religion is sitting on the church. The power of God is revealed every time you take the stone out of the way. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God. So the gospel does not have power. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Take the stone away. Take the religion out of the way. Yes, yes. Take the stone. And then let me talk to you about the stone. We'll preach in a while. The, the stone represents anything that covers the stench. Because when when Jesus said, hey, I have a kosher. Yeah. Some of you, you get it two weeks from now. You say, I think it will be a work. You say, it will be delayed reaction. It's fine. It will just be in the, in the car. Say, mm. 
the story, yeah, I get it now. So you don't have to rub your head now. When you get home, maybe two weeks from now, I understand it now. But if you do already, rub your hands over your head and say, I understand it now. When, when the stone, Jesus is saying, take the stone away. My problem with Martha is that Martha matters about the things that don't matter to Jesus. <laughs> Bad English, good preaching. Martha matters always about the things that do not matter to Jesus. So Jesus says, take the stone. He said, Jesus, don't, don't, don't do this now. Don't don't do this now. If you don't know anything about medicine, by by now he stinked. But Jesus is always interested in the stench. You were sleeping this evening. What's going on? Do you have a bad day at work? (laughs) Jesus. Jesus is always interested in the stench of your life. Gianama. Yeah, Jesus is always interested in the situation of your life. Jesus is not intimidated by the stench in your life. Jesus wants to come to the place where the stench is. For what religion does and the law, it sits on the stench. Jesus wants to know about that addiction that pastor just looks straight when you when you get home nod your head. Jesus is interested about that boyfriend that nobody knows but you just look straight. Jesus is interested about the doctor's report that you don't want to talk about so you just you just keep it there and you just keep Jesus is interested in the stench of your life. Jesus is not interested in a nice close of your life sometimes i feel like the spirit of god is looking for us in church he said i don't know that girl i know i know you but you when you come into my presence you're putting up something else this is not you jesus wants to deal with the stench of your life yes yeah. the holy ghost sometimes i just feel it in my mind has a hard time looking for us in church where where, where is flourish where, where's this guy? i know you who's this guy i want to fix you not this guy who jesus is not impressed or interested about the impression you tried to is it in the stench of your life ah, sometimes the holy ghost is, is looking for you in church looking for the addiction that you have he's not intimidated about your addiction is not intimidated about the crisis in your life jesus is looking for this he wants you to strip before but you know religion makes you sit uh, until Naaman removed his clothes before the young girl, he didn't get his deliverance. The problem with you is Anamakato. I'm preaching really good here. Yeah. I'm, preach, I'm preaching really I tell you. Until Naaman got to the point where he could strip, said, Jesus. Somebody said, Jesus. I'm interested today. I'm bringing you into the stench of my life. I do not care who's on my left and my right, but there's a situation in my life that has been in the grave four days now, and I need help. Lord Jesus, come to the stench of my life. Shout yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Jesus is interested about the womb issue. Jesus is interested about your finance problem. You know, the, the kind of stench, there, there's stench and there is stench. Yeah, there's, and somebody passed me the other day at the airport. He, he just walked past and I lost my anointing because of the B.O. that was on his life. I said, this is of the devil because he's smart. <laughs> This is praying, going to preach, sitting at the airport, trying to catch my message, reading, reading through my. He walks past me. I was looking for my anointing. Lord, where are you? Lord, 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 he's gonna kill me. Where are you? Because he, he, when he lifted up his hands, Uzziah came out, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you, you, I like, I like that you laugh about it. But you know, you got some oozing things in, in your life. Yeah, just look straight. You, you got some issues that are oozing. Yeah, yeah, in your life. Nobody knows about it, but it is oozing in your life. My mother is about to die. Something is oozing in your life. The business is going down. Something is oozing in your life. There's a mess at home. Something is oozing in your life. You can remember the last time you saw your period. Something is oozing in your life. But anytime you come to the presence of God, you just go, oh, when the anointing is moving you, you're you're God's first cousin. So, so Jesus said to Martha, indirectly, did I not tell you before that if you believe your brother would rise again? The interesting thing is when Jesus decides to fix your stench, he would fix it with one word. Everything about the stench would realign. I'm getting happy for me because I got some stench that needs to be fixed. When Jesus decides, hey, look at your neighbor and say, We're all here. Uh, say, We're all here. Say, Tell you, we're all here. There's a stench at home that nobody knows about, but we are all here. Your brother has divorced. Your sister is divorced. There's a mess even in your life. You can trail something trying to fix your, your married life in the wrong way. Something is smelling at home, but you put a perfume on yourself. You come to church looking like God's first cousin, and like the first lady of the state of emergency, and you, you put your face strong, but there's a stench in your life that needs to be fixed would you cry out Jesus I can hear you say Jesus fix the stench in my life touch your neighbor touch one neighbor tell them I hear a noise I hear a noise I hear a noise I hear a noise in your cemetery I, I hear a noise in your cemetery yeah 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 no time, I got a clue. So, so now Jesus, G- Jesus is interested in the stench of your life. So now he, he shows up in the text, not just as the priest, not as the prophet, but as the king. So your master now is a priest because he cried with them. For we do not have a high priest that is not moved by the feelings of our infirmity, but he didn't stop as a priest he spoke as a prophet assuring them that your brother
will rise again he didn't stop as a prophet he commanded as a king declaring Lazarus comfort Lazarus comfort I came to preach to somebody today your miracle is on the way it is coming it is coming it is coming slap your neighbor I hear a noise in your cemetery. Every door that was shut is opening again. I hear a noise in your cemetery. Every dark place is receiving light. I hear the voice of the prophet say, Arise and shine, for your light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you that four people tell them roll the stone away roll the stone what you tried last year and it didn't work the Lord sent me to tell you try it again this year something is about to happen something is about to happen Stay with me now. The Bible says Joseph was in prison, interpreted the dream of the butler and the baker. But one morning he heard the sound of soldiers coming to the prison. He thought they were coming to kill him, but that sound was for his promotion. The next time you hear the rumor at work, the next time you hear the sound at work, it's not against you. It's for your promotion. It's not against you. It's for your blessing. Somebody shout! Don't let the sound stop you. Don't let the noise intimidate you when you hear the noise some people will soon be fired when you hear the noise some people will soon be fired when you hear the noise they are downsizing now just know it is your time for promotion for the bible says when men are cast down then thou shall say The Lord sent me to tell you, I don't know who I'm preaching to, but the Lord sent me to tell you, something that died in your past is coming back to life. Something that you lost in your past is coming back to life. Something that left you before is coming back to life. Your prayer anointing is coming. Your prophetic grace is coming. Your blessing is coming. Your healing is coming. Your power is coming. I hear a noise in your cemetery. Shout yes! I'm going to give you two minutes to shout. The reason I'll give you 20 seconds to shout 
It's because I am reminded Paul and Silas prayed and they sang. The prisoners heard them. There was a noise. concludes this message. Thank you for listening and for more information about the Standpoint Church, visit our social media platform on www.facebook.com slash standpointabj, twitter.com slash standpointabj, instagram.com slash standpointabj, and on soundcloud.com slash standpointabj.